Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Friday, January 26th. On today's show, we're looking at the biggest games, top newcomers, and teams on the rise that we're excited to see in 2024, and Klopp's announcement that he might not manage again after Liverpool. Plus, Djokovic's upset in the Aussie semis as Sinner rolls. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a focus on college football. As Michigan fans continue to celebrate their recent national championship, the rest of the college football world is already looking ahead to next season. ESPN's college football reporters have weighed in on the games they're most excited to see the freshmen or transfers who could make a major impact, and the teams they think might be ready to take a significant step forward. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Sports, James. So James, which games are you most looking forward to next season? There are several games that stand out. Miami at Florida on August 31st is a big one for both programs and their head coaches, Mario Cristobal and Billy Napier, who are both heading into critical year three seasons. Then there's Texas at Michigan on September 7th, which will be a significant transition for the defending national champions, especially with Jim Harbaugh off to the NFL. Georgia at Alabama on September 28th is another one to watch, as it will be Kalen DeBoer's first major test as Nick Saban's replacement. And of course, the Michigan at Ohio State game on November 31st is always a highlight of the season. And what about the players? Are there any freshmen or transfers that you're particularly excited to see? Jeremiah Smith at Ohio State is one to watch. He's a five-star receiver and the second best receiver in the recruiting cycle. He should provide an immediate impact for Ryan Day and Kansas State import Will Howard. Dylan Raiola at Nebraska is another one. The five-star quarterback flipped from his longtime commitment to Georgia to sign with Nebraska his father Dominic's alma mater, shortly before National Signing Day. He's looking for immediate playing time as a freshman, and he might find it with the Cornhuskers. And then there's DJ Wiagalelli at Florida State. He started his career at Clemson, where he struggled for two seasons as the starter, then sought a fresh start at Oregon State. After a solid 2023 season, Wiagalelli decided to transfer once again, this time to Clemson's ACC nemesis. Finally, are there any teams that you think might be ready to take a significant step forward next season? There are a few teams that could make a big leap. Ole Miss finished 11-2 with losses to Georgia and Alabama in 2023, and they're looking to compete with those two and get to the SEC championship game. Baylor struggled on both sides of the ball last year, but with the hire of proven offensive coordinator Jake Spavital and coach Dave Aranda, returning to defensive play-calling duties, there should be noticeable improvements. And then there's USC. The Trojans were the nation's most disappointing team in 2023, going from preseason number six to five losses. But as they transition to the Big Ten, they have a chance to be a more balanced and better team. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, James. Now shifting gears to football, in a surprising turn of events, Jurgen Klopp, the celebrated manager of Liverpool, has announced his decision to leave the club at the end of the season. Klopp, 
who has led Liverpool to seven major trophies during his eight-and-a-half-year tenure, has also stated that he will not manage another club in England. Here with more on this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about Klopp's decision and his time at Liverpool? Certainly, David. Klopp's decision has indeed sent shockwaves through the footballing world. He took over Liverpool in 2015, replacing Brendan Rodgers, and transformed a struggling team into one of the best in England. His first major trophy with Liverpool was the Champions League in 2019, followed by the Premier League title in 2020. His decision to step down is particularly surprising, given that he signed a contract extension in 2022 that was due to expire at the end of the 2025-26 season. What has been the reaction from the footballing world to Klopp's decision? The reaction has been one of shock and surprise. Bayern Munich head coach Thomas Tuchel expressed his shock at Klopp's decision, calling him one of the very best coaches in the world. Manchester United boss Eric Ten Hag said he could understand the decision, citing the intense nature of the Premier League and European club football. Real Madrid manager Carlo Ancelotti, who beat Klopp's Liverpool in the Champions League final in 2022, said he was shocked by the news but understood Klopp's decision. What's next for Klopp, and how does this impact Liverpool's current season? Klopp has stated that he will not manage a club or country for at least a year and that he will find something else to do. As for Liverpool, they are currently top of the Premier League table and are in contention to win the Europa League, FA Cup, and Carabao Cup. Klopp's decision to leave at the end of the season means he will still be at the helm as they chase these titles. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Speaking of stories to watch, let's turn our attention to the Australian Open, where Janik Sinner ended Novak Djokovic's unbeaten streak in the semifinals, while Daniil Medvedev rallied from two sets down to secure his place in the final. We have our correspondent Bella here to discuss this further. So Bella, what can you tell us about Sinner's performance against Djokovic? Well, David, the 22-year-old Italian player delivered a stunning performance, breaking Djokovic's serve twice in each of the first two sets. The match ended with a score of 6-1-6-2-6-7-6-6-3, marking the end of Djokovic's unbeaten streak in semifinals at Rod Laver Arena. This was Sinner's third win in four head-to-heads since losing to Djokovic in last year's Wimbledon semifinals. And how did Sinner react to this victory? Sinner stated that he learned a lot from his loss at Wimbledon and his subsequent wins. He believes that the confidence he gained from the end of last year has kept his belief strong. He also mentioned that knowing he can beat a player gives him a better feeling. Now let's talk about the other semifinal match. Medvedev was two sets down against Alexander Zverev. How did he manage to turn the match around? Indeed, Medvedev appeared to be on the brink of defeat after losing the first two sets. However, he managed to rally and beat Zverev 5-7, 3-6, 7-6, 4-7-6-5, 6-3 after 4 hours and 18 minutes. Medvedev said that during the third set, he started telling himself that even if he lost the match, he just wanted to be proud of himself. And he certainly should be, as this victory secured his place in the final. What about Djokovic's reaction to his loss? Djokovic was quite candid about his performance. He admitted that Sinner outplayed him completely and that it was one of his worst Grand Slam matches. 
he was particularly surprised by his own level of play in the first two sets. He also acknowledged that he didn't get a look at a break point at all, which is a first for him in a completed Grand Slam match. And what does this mean for the final? Sinner will be the youngest player to contest the men's final in Australia since Djokovic won his first title in 2008. As for Medvedev, who won the 2021 US Open, he will be aiming for his second major title. It's certainly going to be an interesting match to watch. Indeed, the Australian Open is something to watch out for. Thanks for that update, Bella. Now shifting gears to football, it seems 2024 is shaping up to be the year of the Harbaugh's. Jim and John Harbaugh have led the Michigan Wolverines and Baltimore Ravens to impressive seasons in college and professional football, respectively. We have our correspondent from Simply Sports, Celeste, here to discuss this further. So Celeste, what's the latest with the Harbaugh brothers? Well, David, it's been an eventful few weeks for the Harbaugh's. Jim Harbaugh has just been named the new head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers, a return to the NFL after a successful stint at Michigan. His brother, John Harbaugh, is preparing his Baltimore Ravens for the AFC Championship game. Jim's return to the NFL is certainly big news. Can you tell us more about his time at Michigan? Absolutely. Jim Harbaugh spent nine years at Michigan, ending his tenure with an undefeated season and a national championship win over the Washington Huskies. It was the Wolverines' first national title since 1997 and first outright title since 1948. After the win, Jim joked about finally being able to sit at the big person's table in the family, given that his father and brother had both won major championships. And now he's looking to join a select group of coaches who have won both a national championship and a Super Bowl, but he might have to face his brother to achieve that. What's the history between the two brothers in the NFL? That's right, David. John Harbaugh currently holds a 3-0 record against Jim in their head-to-head -head NFL coaching matchups. Their last duel was Super Bowl 12 during Jim's second season as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. The Chargers will host the Ravens at Sophie Stadium next season, though the date has not yet been announced. If Jim can turn the Chargers' fortunes around quickly, we could see a postseason matchup between the siblings. That's a matchup to look forward to. In the meantime, what can we expect from John's Ravens in the AFC Championship game? The Ravens are set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC crown. It's going to be a tough match, but given their current form, they have a good chance of making it to the Super Bowl. And you can bet that Jim will be cheering his brother on. Thanks for the update, Celeste. That's certainly a story to watch as we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.